welcome to Umbrella, Umbrella Rebellion. Rebellion. I'm Marcy. And I'm Dee. We are finding healing after leaving a cult. We will be discussing abuse and personal experience with the ATI, IBLP, and fundamental churches. Trigger warning. This podcast may contain descriptions of various forms of abuse. Please take care for your safety and well-being while you are listening. If the content becomes too much for you to handle, please turn this off. We hope to expose harmful teachings that lead to and justify abuse. With the hope that those that are experiencing abuse can find support and escape from it. Welcome to Umbrella Rebellion. Hey, Marcy. Hi, Dee. Hey, everybody. We are continuing our mental health series. We are together for another day of bulk recording. <laughs> so we've talked about the emotional abuse, the spiritual abuse, financial. Mm-hmm. We wanted to talk about how this, these types of abuse can correlate with a cult environment and how you can identify if you might possibly be in a cult. So again, we're reading off of documentation. We may add in some personal experiences since we were in a cult (laughs) and how we recognized it. And so I will put links to the resources that we found this on in the description below, and you can do more of your own research and ascertain whether you're in the right kind of group. So when you're coming out of it, a cult, you may realize that something's not right, but it is hard to see their tactics of abuse while you're in it. It's easier to see it when you come out of it or have had a chance to step away a little bit. I saw it as I was, I started questioning it, but I wasn't willing to call it a cult until many months after. Yeah. And, and I really didn't even know how to assess if it was, I knew it was wrong. I felt like it was Mm -hmm. a cult, but I didn't know how you would tell if it was a cult or not. Like, Like, how do you define that? And so this gives you, this next part will give you a list of how to kind of define that for yourself and give you a checklist of things. So this also, we've kind of discussed this in another video. So we had a special guest on, I believe it's going to be a future video, who was a therapist. She came on and we did discuss like, what is the definition of a cult? And there really isn't a solid definition. And we all kind of agreed. It just is kind of like certain things would definitely be a cult and other things are like, meh, but we discussed like the, you know, Waco cult and all that kind of stuff. Everybody thinks when you think of cult is some kind of dangerous compound where people's lives are in danger and, you know, militia or something, you know, (laughs) really it's about whether you're being, is it abusive to you? Right. And this would also help you to determine that. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So these are, these are some of the things that we either started to see when we were leaving and see me, I left and then kind of got into the IFB, which I would consider a same Kool-Aid, different flavor. And so it was years from the time that I had left IBLP that I recognized both of those things as a religious cult. So, but these are some of the things that we started to see and then really clearly saw once we were removed from it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I got out of the cult itself, but I had not had time to really work on who I was as a person before I landed in an abusive relationship. So I didn't go to an, another religious culture or, or 
mm-hmm. you know, institution. It was a relationship that was abusive. So, so here are some questions that you can ask yourself if you're not sure if you are in a safe group organization community, right? Am I in danger? Am I in physical danger? Or am I in danger of my reputation being destroyed? And in our cult, it really was, it wasn't really a danger of us destroying our reputation because we were separating ourselves as Christians. And so we felt like we were preserving our reputation by choosing to do the right thing. So I don't think that was ever anything in ours. Did people have a lesser opinion of our reputation once we were involved in it? Absolutely. Did we care? Not at all. We thought we were doing the right thing and being an amazing people and they were just misinformed. So am I being forced to pay money in order to become spiritually enlightened? Mm-hmm. So within the IBLP ATI cult that you had to pay for everything. You had to pay to serve them, serve with yeah. their stuff. You had to pay to go to their conferences. You had to pay for their books. If, if you were a student staff, you still paid to go do whatever you, they wanted you to, however they wanted you to serve at their, what are those called? I'm pulling a blank training centers. Thank training you. Training centers. Training centers. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, hard labor. You can pay us mm-hmm. to go work, do our hard labor for the good of the realm organization (laughs) right yeah it was all like and it and it's i mean i get like if you're doing something that is going to train you and school you like Mm -hmm. colleges right you pay to go to college it's not offered for free but they're not they're also not claiming to fulfill your life spiritually either so to me that's so hard because if you have an organization and you're offering a service, you know, it's very hard to offer services with staff with no income, right? And just depend solely on donations. So how would an ethical organization support itself to be able to have paid staff, which they never paid anybody, but that's beside the point. Like, how would you do it differently, right? To where it would be more ethical. And I, I've racked my brain about that for so long. <laughs> like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can only operate to the level of donations that you get if you want to do it ethically is from from what I see. Kind yeah. of my thoughts on it. Yeah. I think the key here in that question is, are you being forced? <laughs> true. <laughs> to, true. Do, to pay. Right. Like ATI, you couldn't be in it unless you paid for basically a membership right yeah so it was a membership thing and you paid for the conferences which was a training so that would be like a a learning thing you were getting Mm -hmm. something out of it so you're paying i understand that what i didn't like was that you had to pay to go serve right but also there was an undercurrent of the more you served the more spiritual you were true so if you were basically buying spirituality by being able to go and serve you're in right their places and so good point it, <laughs> you know and and it also there was a hierarchy to that so mm-hmm. we were a low-income family and mm-hmm. there were other families that had you know more resources mm-hmm. and so their kids were able to go and do more and, and, oh, right. and be able to serve more or do more programs or they were higher up they were able to be in more leadership roles because the more experience you had in those of serving right. in those children's institutes or whatever it was that you the did, more money you paid, the more noticed you were. <laughs> the, yes, the more money 
you paid, the more noticed you mm-hmm. were, the higher you moved up in leadership yeah. and you were able to do more service. So that was always my frustration as a young teenager was I saw that inequity and I was like, I, but I want to serve. I want to go and do it, but I can't because I don't have enough money. Right. Which is and, yeah. very limiting to the people you are trying to reach. Like you can't do this unless you are well off. Like that sucks. Yes. Yeah. And, and there was, there was all kind of, it was exclusive, mm-hmm. but there were all kinds of other yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. things to that. And they did pay their staff at headquarters a very small amount. Yeah. Very small amount. Sometimes if you got in with the right people and you were there long enough, <laughs> like, <laughs> like two years, which is a long time at headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 All right. So here's the next one to consider is, have I been shamed for thinking differently? And th- I mean, this cult was very good at making you feel shame for Mm -hmm. even like not doing the new guru thing that Mr. Gothard deemed as coming from God, like the the daily Ramas. And there was a new thing every month. Mm -hmm. He would be enlightened (sighs) all the time. (sighs) Yeah. Cause how can you get more money out of people? The thing is the same thing being repeated over and over and over again. You know, all right. So the next one, the next one is, have I been equipped with the tools to research my own beliefs or are there only a few chosen few individuals who are authorized to give me information? That's a big So one. are you allowed to think for yourself <laughs> right? or do you have to take their word for it? So yeah. And are you being given tools to look at what you think? Like, you know what I, th- what I noticed, okay, so a while ago, I went back and watched the first video of the basic seminar. Super triggering. Don't mm-hmm. recommend. Mm-hmm. Zero out of a thousand. Do not yeah. recommend. <laughs> and so one of the things is they're like, well, you can check this. They will say it. You can check this. I've got this information. I've done the research. I've, you know, and you can check me. Believe me. Like, trust me, bro. I've done the research is what he's basically saying. And that actually discourages you from going and doing your own research because you're like, well, he spent all that time researching it. I don't have time to do that. I'm going to trust him, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you're, you're drinking it from, a, you know, fire, yeah, fire hose, fire hose. You don't have time <laughs> and you're too tired after that week. <laughs> right. And then even when you're in it for years, all of the information is coming from one source. Yeah. So it's just, you're like, oh, well, yeah, he was right. Because look, he's written this same person has written this about, you know, this, and it reiterates what he taught here. So it must be true because, but you're not getting it from different sources. So it's all from one source or a few select sources that agree with him. So the other thing to consider, we kind of talked about this already is, is there a ranking system? Am I being taught that I am somehow lesser than other individuals. And it's not blatantly taught, right? Like it's just inferred and you feel the judgment and you feel the classism when you are involved in these kinds of organizations. Like, you know who the favorites are, you know, like it was well known that Bill Gothard surrounded himself with young teenage or young adult women with certain features. Like Mm -hmm. it was known and it was a joke. And nobody was like, well, this is odd. We should, we should look into this. (laughs) Didn't raise a flag for, for people. I don't know. I think it raised many flags, but they just could not acknowledge it because acknowledging it 
also acknowledged that they were involved in something that was led by a disgusting person <laughs> with yeah abuse that was abusive like i am involved in something that is abusive and i'm and parents would have to be like well i'm abusing my children too because i'm using his teachings it's a very hard pill to swallow to accept that what you are seeing is true because it makes you look into the mirror and he, reflect on yourself he was more of a guru so the guru it, yeah. like he just every parent that ever heard that come out of my mouth any or adult that was in the cult as an adult mm -hmm. would say mr gothard wouldn't do anything like that he was just above reproach right there there was just no doubt in anyone's mind that he couldn't possibly mean evil toward anyone it just it was just imagined or whatever like that even though all the young people knew yeah like and we would it was a joke to it within us you know within our group yeah uh, but the parents you know he couldn't possibly do anything evil so yeah you know all right so the next one is my individuality unappreciated or unwelcomed so are you mm -hmm. are you being forced or encouraged to mm -hmm. conform to their their belief model? system of yeah. what you should be and you know like mm -hmm. we've talked about you know in the Christian fundamentalism, mm -hmm. you know, girls are basically raised up to be servants of their fathers and then to their husbands and submissive and not question authority. So, you know, like if I had a problem with that and I approached a leader or my authority and they're like, silence you and brush you off and I don't want to talk about it, you know, that would be, you know, and also, yeah, go ahead. I would be just an example of you're not able to express anything that's different than the group think. Yeah. And that could be hair, that could be clothing, that could yeah. be your own individual thoughts, that could be, you know, it could be a whole realm of things. Absolutely. So if you have answered yes to any of these questions, you may want to carefully consider the religious group into which you belong. So it's, so when I was reading this, it made me think of, my grandmother and she was very Catholic. Most of my family was, and she was very devout and she was one of the best examples I had of someone who lived their faith fully and believed and showed the love of Jesus in my life. Like hands down, loved everyone, would do anything for anybody, served, gave, was just a selfless person and I loved her so much. And when my grandfather died, there was one day we were at her house and she was like filling out something. I'm like, Oh, what you filling out? It's a prayer card for my grandfather, which also had a donation amount so that he could be prayed for by the priest at mass. Mm -hmm. So in, in, so his soul could be prayed for to go to make sure he got to heaven. That was like, wait, what? Like you have to pay to get your dead husband prayed for. Like they wouldn't just do it because you asked. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> no wonder the Catholic church is rich. Pay for your soul to get to heaven after you, all of your family can pay for us to pray for them. That's just nuts, right? Mm -hmm. 
So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's just kind of, I guess, a wrap up of a way to combine all of the things that we talked about in the abuses and specifically talk about how it could be portrayed or be what's the word i'm looking for i don't know i, I don't know either manifest Man, yeah how it can look <laughs> in an organization mm-hmm. that is pr- promoting spiritual well-being but also acting abusively so just be just be careful mm-hmm. so just some things to think about correct mm-hmm. correct you know i the other thing i was thinking is tithing tithing in regular churches right like so the baptist religion mm-hmm. they're big on tithing your 10 percent, mm-hmm. and it's there's a lot of pressure that they put on families to give their 10 percent, and it's always and preached on constantly about you know giving the first fruits mm-hmm. you know and it it's it's just it's very coercive in the way that they present it instead of if you have it this would help us reach more people right Mm -hmm. instead of it being like well this is what you should do if you're a good spiritual person Mm -hmm. you know if you love god enough you give god your money which is just just so weird to me (laughs) now out of it it's just like wow like that was really like a lot of pressure you know and as a single mom, I felt it because it was like, well, I can either feed my children mm-hmm. or pay a tithe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Churches do handle that. It, it is ill handled yes. quite often. Yes. Not Absolutely. all, but quite often. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So I think that wraps that topic up. Thank you for joining this podcast. And we hope that you will join our next podcast. And don't forget to please subscribe, share. Leave a review if you're listening to the audio. We really appreciate any feedback that you give us. You know, we don't really care if it's negative. (laughs) We like interacting with people. So, you know, you can challenge us. (laughs) We may not respond to you, but go ahead and leave your opinion. So, again, thank you for joining us in this podcast. We hope that you will join us in our next podcast. And have joined the rebellion. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.